This is It Could Have Been Worse, a podcast where we tell stories of terrible things happening in our everyday lives, things that might have left us severely injured or disfigured, or may have even killed us, but we've survived. It then becomes painfully clear to us that it could have been worse. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of It Could Have Been Worse. This episode is the penultimate episode of season one. We're going to release one more episode next week, and then we're taking a couple of weeks off to write and record more stories. We'll be back with another season on September 26th. Now that that's said, today we have two stories. Our first story is a telling of an ancient Guardian's watch, titled The Guardians. Our second story is a terrifying telling of a potential worst case situation, titled Close Call. I would like to put in a trigger warning for the second story. It tells of an encounter with a pedophile. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and share. We have new episodes coming every Monday, and be sure to check out our pod page at podpage.com slash it could have been worse. The Guardians I have watched over this land since the first shoots of grass and what you call weeds defiantly rose from the dust. Water fell from the sky for several cycles until a soft carpet of green soon stretched out as far as I could see and cut through the harsh reds and browns of the soil. Soon after, thicker shoots sprouted and grew into massive towering giants. These giants are the guardians, the protectors of the smaller and weaker. I have entrusted them to take care when I cannot be near. Their duty to protect shall last throughout eternity. Soon, small moving beings began to take up residence among the green. Small mammals would carry the seeds from the mature growth and move them elsewhere so they could protect other areas of the land. Small insects would take pieces of the green to feed their offspring, who would in turn nourish the soil with their leavings. Larger mammals soon began to feast upon the green. Although it pained me, when their time had come, their bodies would be used to feed the rest of the life within. Mammals began to travel in groups, and they would hunt the green eaters. They would end its life, but they would consume its flesh, and in turn use that energy to grow their young. The cycle repeated all throughout this large mass of rock and dust for millions of cycles. Some mammals began to use broken pieces of my guardian's limbs, and they created tools to help improve their lives. I watched as some grew corrupt and began to create weapons from the limbs. They would collect stones and take the long threads of the greens and tie them together. They used the weapons to hurt and kill and became corrupted. The corrupted mammals would hunt in the green and kill the defenseless. Some had intentions of consuming their flesh, but others would simply take their heads and leave their bodies to rot. The spirits of these unjustly ended lives began to roam the green blindly, all while spreading their gray aura and poisoning the lands. Greens began to wither. Soon, only the strongest of the green and my guardians remained near the two-footed mammals. 
Elsewhere on the rock my green flourished, untouched by corruption. Over thousands of cycles my green spread through the winds and flourished in rain, but also wilted to dust when the rain refused to come back. Guardians fell in their struggles without nourishment, while in other places they thrived. They grew tall and strong and defended all beneath them. As the cycles compiled, the mammals began to increase their numbers from hundreds to thousands. They began to develop tools to fell my guardians and remove the upper portions of the smaller green, leaving them to die a slow and painful death. They would break down the guardians into smaller pieces and let them dry and set flame to their once vibrant flesh. The air above would fill with the smell of death, and they turned into ashes to return to the soil unceremoniously. The mammals began to work together and cultivate the soil, and began to help grow grains for consumption. They captured wild mammals and used them as a source of nourishment. They began to care for the animals and they lived in groups. In these groups they could help each other, and they all would protect everyone's cultivation and animals. They would band together to defend against predators and hunt for large green eaters to consume together. Some would wander and collect the fruits that the greens produced. They would consume the fruits and in turn spread their undigested seeds further away thus giving them a larger area of influence. They would cut my guardians and burn them, but they only took what they needed to keep warm. Many cycles passed and they only grew in numbers. From thousands they grew to millions and spread their influence across the rock. Some good, some tainted by greed. Their tools to destroy guardians became more efficient, and they began to want more guardians. They used their bodies for chronicling their destruction. They burned my children, turned their remains into soft rags that they would use to absorb filth, and then immediately discard it. They lost their lives after hundreds and even thousands of cycles only to be discarded and forgotten. The mammals soon grew in darkness. Their auras were tainted and their greed began to corrupt their minds. They wanted more and more. More power to dominate over the weaker mammals. More of the land to lord over those with less. They thirsted greedily for more at the expense of others' pain and suffering. They began to set up a hierarchy where they started to follow a ruler. The ruler decided everything and controlled the less powerful through the use of colored and polished stones. Small numbers of these mammals tried in vain to protect the guardians. Some tried to plant the seeds of the guardians and regrow them to their former glory. They soon failed as millions grew to billions and there were not enough of the guardians to feed their wants. The air soon filled with pollution, 
and the mammals became sick. They could not support their lives without the greens and guardians to clean the air. They began to die off in the hundreds, then thousands and millions. The mammals' population dwindled into near extinction, and the green began to thrive without their intervention. Close call. When I was very small, just 12 years old, I was asked by a friend to help babysit their sister's kids. I was glad to help, so I agreed happily. They offered to pay me $10 for the night, which was a lot back in the 70s. I talked to my mom and told her what I was going to do, and she agreed it would be a nice thing to do for a friend. I was excited because I was going to make some money, and it made me feel more like a grown-up. My mom didn't drive, so she had my older brother take me to the friend's house. We pulled up just before dusk and my brother waved as I walked in. The couple seemed very nice, but they were in a hurry so they quickly introduced me to their kids and left. I walked around the house and settled in a bit with a book while the small children played with their toys. As the night descended, the children grew hungry, so I made them a quick meal of buttered noodles. They absolutely devoured it and asked to watch TV. I turned on the TV and they toggled between watching and playing with their toys. I resumed my reading, checking on them every couple of minutes and waiting for them to tire themselves out a bit so I could put them to bed. Since it was the weekend, their parents told me they could stay up until 9. Soon after I put the children to bed, I heard the front door open and in walked their parents. They thanked me for helping them out and handed me three bills. Twelve dollars? I tried to hand the two dollars back but they insisted I had done such a good job they thought I had deserved a little more. I thanked them profusely and asked to use their phone to call my brother to come pick me up. The dad offered to drive me home so I wouldn't bother my mom or brother with a ringing phone so late at night. He was very nice and friendly so I accepted. I said my goodbyes to the mom and thanked her again as we pulled out of the driveway. It was a 10 minute drive back to my mom's house and I remained mostly quiet, only speaking when I needed to give directions. The dad asked if I was hungry. I hadn't had any of the noodles from earlier but told him I would just eat when I got home. He insisted on buying me a hamburger. I told him he didn't have to because he already paid me and I could pay for myself, but he insisted it was his treat because I had done such a good job watching his children. We pulled into a local hamburger place and I got a small hamburger and a cup of water. We sat and ate in the parking lot making small talk. He asked me if I liked school and if I played any sports. I responded with short answers. School's okay, I don't really like sports. He kept asking questions and I would answer. After a while, I saw the flash of police lights pull into the parking lot, and they parked right behind his car. The officer walked up to his window and knocked lightly on his window. He was asked to step out and talk to the officer while his partner came to my window and asked if I was okay. I told him yes, I was fine, and he was taking me home. The officer asked me to get out of the car and walk with him to his car. As I walked to their car, I heard the other officer telling the dad he wasn't supposed to be around children. I saw the officer place him in handcuffs, and they called for another car to come help. The other police car showed up, and they loaded me in the back of their car and asked where I lived. I told them where, and we drove off. As we drove away, I could see them place the dead in the back of the other police car. The police drove me home and waited until I entered my door and drove off. A few days later, I found out the dad wasn't the father of the children, but was the mom's boyfriend. 
He was staying with her, but she was unaware of his history. He was a known pedophile. The police recognized his car and saw a small silhouette in his passenger seat and decided to check on him, finding me in the seat. If they hadn't come when they did, I probably wouldn't be here to tell this story. He was a very friendly guy, but you never really know. I'm very thankful to the police because it could have been worse. Those were our stories for this week. Thank you for listening. Please come back next time for another episode of It Could Have Been Worse.